Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Valbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, it's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm L'Oreal. And where are you right now in the world? I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. Okay, we're jealous. Yeah, <laughs> we're stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck too. I'm, I'm stuck with my son. I'm trying to find a way to get out. <laughs> but it is nice to be home. Your son is what, five now? Yeah, yeah he just turned five two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually a blessing in disguise because you know being an artist I'm always on the road and I usually sometimes miss some special moments so being with him for the past four months um, has just been overwhelmingly incredible Mm -hmm. we had the blessing to see you perform at Made in America yeah it was so good like four years or something like that was it like three years right three years ago oh wow Time is flying. I feel like it was three years. I'm not 100% yeah, sure, but I just remember when you went on stage, everybody ran over there. And so we ran <laughs> over We was Amazing. running too. We was like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, but truly amazing. And I love your journey, just how you went from being in the background to being in the forefront. I feel like things like that make you so much more grounded too, when you finally do make it, like having started off how you did, right? I mean, um, yeah, there's this quote that I, I read recently, and it's so true. It's like, um, slow success builds character and fast success builds ego. Mm. And um, for me, definitely, this wasn't an overnight thing. And uh, it's definitely kept me very, very humble because I've seen, like you said, being in the, being in the background, um, I've been able to study people in the limelight, and I've seen how 
fickle the industry is, how you could be so big right now and then tomorrow you could walk in the mall and nobody's trying to take a picture. And so me seeing that um, has just really just, in my head, I don't take where I am for granted. Like I literally have to ground myself all the time because I know it can go like that. You were not the biggest stars like George Michael, right. Mary J. Blige, that's like crazy. crazy. How Beyonce. are they? Like, yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> like, how are their, like how are their egos when you are behind the scenes with some of these people? Does that get you like, you know, I know sometimes we've had to work with people that might have big egos and we feel a little jaded and stuff like that. So how has that been for you just seeing how they operate? Honestly, every single one, and I don't know, maybe I've just been really blessed. Every single person that I've worked with has been really, really just humble. But for me, um, seeing the kind of pressure they were under or they are under, and then sometimes, like, you know, seeing fans who have just seen them for the first time and they don't care whether they're tired, they haven't slept, they, they just want that moment and they just want to feel their energy. And and sometimes I'll just be looking at them and I'll be like, because I was on tour with Mary and I'm like, I'll, I'll see how tired she is. Mm. Um, and she just still has to put a smile on her face. And, mm. just take, and I used to just wonder like, yo, people have no idea. Like these are human beings um, that still go through what everybody else goes through. And, you know, we as fans, we don't care at that moment. We just want our picture and that's it. Yeah, that is crazy. Because I've, I've seen a lot of people even recently complaining about that because um, obviously you want people to give you your space right now or like you got a mask on, you want to kind of distance. And um, I think either, I think it was Peter Thomas from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, well, formerly, he had ended up getting COVID and he said it was from like taking pictures with fans and stuff like that. And they were asking him like, take the mask off. Like I want you to be in a picture without the mask on. So I think it, this is a tough time even right now. Cause it's like, what are you supposed to do? But then your fans might go off on you. Like, Oh, she's rude. Just seen her, you know? Yeah. It's hard. Especially for me and my son. Like sometimes like I have to like go out with him and people just want to grab him and, like they just want to hug him. You know, I'm just like, yo, and he's still a kid. He's so excited. He's just like, you know, walking up to someone or trying to hug someone, and I'm just like holding him back. Like I, I, I try to find that balance where I try to explain to them, like, yo, this is my child. Like I'm the one that's in this. You know, he's he's he didn't ask for this, and I have to find a balance. You know, just to I have to protect him. It's, it is hard. Like people don't understand that. So part of being famous is also having your personal life out there. And we've seen that happen, of course, with like a Mary J. Blige. And it's happened with you, too. So how do you handle things like that with your relationship being on Front Street like that? Not because of you, but because of him. Oh, that was... God, you guys got me. I haven't spoken about this in years. Woo. <laughs> um, that, was, that was tough. That was... Ugh. That was really tough for me because it was something I was trying to manage and I didn't want out there. And when it got out there, I, I felt like I had to defend myself and I had to speak up for myself because a lot of people were also involved, like a, a lot of names were involved in. It hurt because some of my family members were all obviously involved. And so when I spoke up and then I got backlash for speaking up, at that point, I was just like, you know what? fuck this like I'm sorry my my friend I was just like I'm just gonna be me because 
I was trying to be that good girl, take the right boxes, went to school, got my degree, um, got married, had a child, like literally everything that my society says a woman should do. I did right. all of that. And then when everything went left, I was still blamed. Mm-hmm. Something in my head was just like, you know, I'm living for me now. Like I went and got a tattoo on my sleeve. I, I had like this rebellious, I cut my hair. I was just, I was just angry. I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to do me because you guys are going to judge me regardless. So I'm, right. I'm, and I think that's where I got the term African bad girl because I own it. I love it. I was, yeah, I, was, I, don't, I don't give a F. I'm doing me like, yeah. No matter what, we always must remember that we come first. And we have to do what makes us happy before yes. we try to pour into others or before we try to be what we think is the right way that we should be. You know, you got to be yourself because you'll never be truly happy if you're not yourself. I think it's hard as a woman, like being a woman in the industry. I think I, I think it's true. Like but it was a journey for me to get to where you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm still getting get, getting to that um, destination or that point. But it is hard because you don't want to be seen as like the diva when you demand certain things. You want to be liked as a woman. You want other women to like you because right. let's be real. That's another huge thing um, mm-hmm. for, for women. It's, it's like sometimes you get attacked by, attacked by women and you're like, yo, you should, you should be on my side. You should understand what I'm going through. So, um, but now, like you said, I, I think having a child has just made me really like, I'm like a lioness. Like, I don't care. As long as I'm good and my child is good, at this point, I really don't care whether you like me or not. I feel like your life is like a movie already. Like, this yeah. got to be a movie. <laughs> it's just even coming from Nigeria and going through what you went through, getting banned and everything early on and having to deal with that, working with all these mega stars and then writing your music for them. I think that's already like an amazing story going through the relationship that you went through raising your son and, and you lived in so many different places like the, <laughs> the biggest star you know mm-hmm. to the cover of billboard magazine like that yeah. journey to me is so impressive it's it's still so hard like it's still so hard because i feel like i still have to like i still like i still have to prove myself all the time like i still have to work twice as hard i still have to like you know, um, I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Like, I'm 40, and that's really hard for a lot of people to to believe that I got signed at that age. It's just like, yo, like, <laughs> how is that possible? But to me, that's just God telling me, like, my journey is bigger than music. Right. It's bigger than just being an African woman. My journey is, like, to show other women like your life is not over because you're married, because you have kids, because you're a single mom, because you're not in your twenties or in your like in, in your teens. Like you could start your dream when God says that's when you're supposed to start. That's right. And for me, like my story has to be that to women. Why do you have to stop modeling at twenty something if you still look good? Right. Like right. Yomi looks amazing. She is incredible. And the and the clothes that she's wearing, only people in my tax bracket can afford it anyway. <laughs> right. Like, and then a footballer, you're telling a footballer to retire at whatever age. If you're still 55 and you could still kick that ball from this post to another. Why not? Like, yeah, I feel like we, we do, we do, 
we are so unfair to ourselves. And I feel like God is literally using me um, just to encourage and to inspire young women. Like, don't beat yourself up if you're 26 and you feel like you haven't really started your career. Like, baby girl, like, trust me, you have your whole life to do this. And to me, I don't really know what I wanted to be when I was in my 20s. I wasn't really comfortable in my skin till I was in my 30s. Right. So it's really important for me to teach that to young women. And let's be clear, you're giving these 20 year olds a run for their money because uh, <laughs> they better step it up. Listen, you say you was 40. I'm sitting here like, why is she sitting here lying to us like this? Because you, I would have never, like, you know, I know you've worked with people for a while, you've been, you know, and stuff like that, but I would have never guessed 40. Never in a million years. Oh, thank you. Man. But that's not, and again, that's not a bad thing, like you're saying, because if it was a man starting, at 40 and music, nobody even questions it. Like yeah. some of the biggest artists are in their damn fifties and, <laughs> and nobody is saying anything about that. It's just like, okay, Jay-Z, my favorite rapper, you know what I mean? But they are not really sitting down and looking at it like that. They judge women so much more by, by yeah. those things. Yeah. You have to look a certain way. You have to like, no, like I, like, listen, like I, I'm, I want, I want to break all of those shackles. Like, beyond my music i want i want my music to obviously be the starting point but my my whole career is bigger than music it's it's definitely a journey now you named the new album after your mom celia mm -hmm. and so what's your relationship with your mom and then i want to also ask you with your parents what was their relationship like with each other and how did that influence you Oh my God, when they see this, they're going to kill me. I can still get time out, you know? My mom doesn't care when I'm four. She doesn't care when I'm four. You know? She time out. Um, my mom, I named it after my mom because when I wanted to go into music, in my culture, it was just like, are you crazy? Like, music, who's going to marry her? Like, she has to either be a doctor or a housewife or, you know. Um, and my mom was like, no, like... I'm going to support her. I'm going to push her. She moved me to um, the UK. Then she got me to go to Berklee College of Music to study music. So, And she got a lot of backlash from family members who said she was crazy for supporting me to be a musician. So for me, like, I want to pay homage to her because without her, obviously, I, I wouldn't be That's here. Right. She supported mm -hmm. me against, you know, everyone's um, wish. And because I see her, I see her resilience. I see how humble but hardworking she is and she just represents the modern day woman of color to me like mm -hmm. a woman who's not afraid to be submissive to her husband but who still works her nine to five to put food on the table for her kids mm -hmm. and who is very spiritual but also very modern like she came with me when I got my piercings and my tattoos but she's up every morning at 6 a.m praying so for me she just embodies everything um, and it's just, I also want to just celebrate women of color because I feel like, first of all, apart from being a woman, being a woman of color, we, we go through so many challenges and I wanted this album to just, to just celebrate, to celebrate us. I want us to get our flowers while we're still alive. How did your dad feel say, about that? Yeah, your dad. Because it, against it at the beginning, he was just like, so, so because my dad was like, no, 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 no. I had to study business and accounts as my first degree. <laughs> um, and then I had to work as a trainee accountant. And then at one point I was just like, you know what, dad, this is your certificate. I'm going to do what I want to do. Now. Right. So, but now my dad, oh my goodness, everywhere we go, he'll be like, that's Tiwa Savage. And like, <laughs> you were like, well, you don't get an album named after you because mama. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
keep the same energy. What you wanted me to be? Because <laughs> in your culture, I don't know if I'm 100% right, but I have a couple friends that are Nigerian. They told me, like, they're not allowed to leave out of the house until they're married. So not, like, to go out, obviously, but, like, um, they can't move without being married. Like, they can't live on their own. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of it, a lot of, I mean, apart, apart from the fact that it's not that safe as well, um, traditionally, yeah, when you leave your parents' house, you leave to your husband's house, you're not going to get a house with your friends or get roommates or nothing like that, so. You're like untouchable at that point. You're, no one wants to marry you if you're living with other people or something like that. That's like yeah, the... It, 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 I mean, it's changing. I'm not going to lie. It definitely is changing a lot because a lot of the Africans who lived in the diaspora are moving back. And a lot of the women are saying like, no, we, we're not just going to go from our parents' house to a man's house, a man we don't know. We want to live life. We want to mm -hmm. experience things. We want to travel the world. We want to get our career first because I'm not going to move into a guy's house and then... I'm depending on him for bills and everything. I want, right. I want to build a career. So a lot of women are speaking up, and um, it's, it's really good to see. How hard was it for you to tell your parents that your marriage wasn't working out? Because sometimes, first of all, I'm sure it was something that you had to deal with, like, internally before you even was able to go to that. And then I know you probably knew they would be so protective over you and angry about it. So what was that like for you? I was... I was, um, I was embarrassed, so I, I think I tried to cover it up. We both tried. I even have a song on my album called Us, and it's, it's about how my marriage fell apart. I think my mom knew. Um, I think mothers always know. Um, and I wasn't prepared to tell them until everything just kind of like went online, and then I had to kind of like tell everyone that we'd been struggling with this for a while um, it, it was it was hard for my for for my brothers and my my father, um, but my mom was I, I think she she kind of already knew so she she handled it a lot better. How do guys approach you now? They don't. So if anyone watches, <laughs> are you kidding me? Not even in the DMs or anything. That's crazy. I, get, I mean, in my DMs, I get stuff like, um, please, my tuition bill is due. Can you oh, my God. <laughs> Can you, you help me out? It, though, girl. You do got it. <laughs> you said you wanted a man, right? You ain't say he had to be rich. <laughs> you can put him through school and make him whatever you want him to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't, they don't really. I don't know. Or maybe, I honestly, I'm so focused. I don't know. Maybe I just miss it a lot of the times. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. When's the last time you've been on a date? I mean, I know the pandemic's going on, but <laughs> I haven't been on a proper date in years. Mm -hmm. Damn, we about to set this up. I know. I it's feel like a whole dating show. For you're a catch. You guys really need to help me out. I'm being serious. Like my manager's always trying to hook me up with some footballer, some basketball player, or uh. something. We just talked about them. They yeah. cheat. No, really? <laughs> we we She's found like, out that they wine. Why did you just pick up your wine? <laughs> You're just like, yeah, what percentage we, of the men do you think cheat, Tiwa? Honestly, I think 95. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I would say 97. Y'all are both wrong. <laughs> I 
Let me ask you guys this. Do you honestly think, do you think men, because I'm, if I'm going to go biblically, and, you know, back in the, in, in the, in the Bible days, mm-hmm. men had multiple wives, concubines and stuff. Do you think a man can really be with one woman? Yes. Because a lot of the guy, a lot of times when I speak to men, they say to me, when they have sexual relations with other women, it's not, their heart is not attached. It's just. But their sperm is. And let me tell you, <laughs> And but I feel like this. I feel like men though don't get that way until they get older and have experienced a lot of stuff. Like I feel like when they're ready to settle down is when they're just tired of having to spend all this money and run around and do this and But they still do bullshit though. Like they'll do some yes. sleek sneak shit on the side though, I feel like even still. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely raising a son, I, I think that they grow up and learn that. I don't think they're born with that instinct. And people excuse it like it's normal. That's the problem. More than women. So you mean when, okay, let me ask you this. Performing, right? Being on tour and everything. Like you don't have guys approach you then? Like, yo, what's good? No, because honestly, I know uh, it's going to be really hard to believe, but I, after performance, I don't really go out to after parties. Like when I, I won the MTV EMA um, a couple of years ago, and there was an after party. I think Nikki was there and some other people, and I went straight to sleep. Like I just, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Damn it! We can't even like, go out right. and celebrate. <laughs> Yo, I literally, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I just wanted to be in my room, and I just. Wanted you have to- a lot of female friends, like girlfriends that you hang out with. No. If there's a guy that you find attractive, are you gonna approach him or no? I think now because I'm quote unquote T.O. Savage and if I, if I um, have a little help from certain, you know, if I drink or something, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say the other thing because they might arrest me in Nigeria. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm scared to see what you're going to say. But if I'm, you know, you guys know if I'm um, on that level, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I would approach, I'll say something or I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll try and be funny about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your type, though? Um, he just, I mean, two eyes, two ears. <laughs> Definitely a penis. One foot. <laughs> <laughs> he only has one ball. Long as his dick is big. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I... Can we talk about this? Yeah. I, I don't know if I really like really huge... Penises. That's okay. okay. I'm with you. I don't. All right. Don't stretch I mean, your I, I just want you to know what you're doing. I think when it's too big, it's it's. I don't want you to hit the walls. I don't want you to destroy them. <laughs> don't knock them down now. Right. <laughs> what about small? What if he's small? No, no, that's a no, 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 no. You need to go like. <laughs> right. You need to fix that. <laughs> this so is amazing in every other way. Yeah, it's still a no. <laughs> okay. What if he's got just right, but he needs some help getting through college? <laughs> and he's sending a DM to ask for tuition <laughs> before. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But no, for real, imagine that. Imagine you meet a guy and you're out, right? And then he's like, hey, you know, after a while, y'all follow each other on Instagram. And you see that he sent you a message 
back in the day, like maybe like a few months ago, and it was some crazy weirdo shit. Would you <laughs> would you cut it? Because you know how people say say it's a picture of his dick. Because we get that often. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Would you continue? To, but he's a nice guy. He done swept you off your feet and everything. But nine months ago, he sent you a picture of his dick. Would you continue to talk to him? No. <laughs> he's probably sent that to a lot of people. Like, why would you? Why Maybe would he's you proud of himself. Have you ever sent nudes? No. Not even to your husband? But I have. I have <laughs> sent, like, bikinis and stuff, but not completely. Okay. Okay, what about with just oh. not your face in it? <laughs> Bikini with the nipple hanging out or like... Oh. You guys, I'm going to trend so bad after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> we just wonder. <laughs> All right, well, listen, you said that this new album is going to be a lot more personal, yeah. right? And you'll be talking about a lot of things and addressing things. And so we've heard the song, uh, Dangerous Love. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so let's talk about that song. And yeah. I feel like we kind of know what that's about. Yes. Yeah, so I, I've been in that situation a couple of times where, like, I literally know, like, this isn't going anywhere. I know he's an F-boy. He's a dick. He, I know he's seen other people. But there's just this chemistry. And it's just like, you know, I'll tell him, like, this is it. This can't work. We don't talk for a while and then he calls me out of the blue and then whew, I give in and then I go and see him. Next morning he stops calling me again and I'm like, oh. so it's that you it's that cycle. It. Right. It's a it's a dangerous love, it's that cycle. Like a lot of girls I, I'm sure have experienced that. And you try and lie to your friends, like you try and pretend like you're not into him or like you weren't just with him the night before. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what that song's about. I feel like whenever you're lying to your friends about your relationship, you know you don't fucked up because yeah. <laughs> if you, you can't be honest with your friends, you're embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. Me. So that's that. But I wanted to tell them that because I feel like a lot of women go through it. But not just really tell them what's going on. Like, what if you like to a secret, but you're not lying about it? That's lying. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> <air change. laughs> That's lying with a different name. <laughs> I was lying to y'all. You was a lying bitch. Yeah, I no. You don't really trust your friends because if they're like your sisters, like your friends, you would tell them. I lied to Angela for like a year. All the time. She'll lie to me and then she'll be like, okay, I have to tell you something. But I didn't really want to put it out there until I was sure that it was going to be a thing again. So I just kind of kept it to myself. Well, I, I lied because I was embarrassed and I thought it was going to happen. I thought it would work again. Obviously, I wouldn't have fell back for it. But you know in the midst of it, like, I'm an idiot. Like, so that's why I don't want to share with my friends. I don't need her to tell me I'm an idiot on top of the fact of feeling like I would like never it. use those words. Well, I felt like an idiot, and I do yeah. still. I'm such a dumbass for even entertaining him and trying to think you I'm You have like- to talk to yourself like that. So it was just like, when I feel like it's going to be a thing, then I'll let everybody know. But yeah, that. Because we spend way too much time together and y'all, we're too close. It, it, I can't just make up stuff. So mm-hmm. I had right. to tell on myself. When, remember me and Logan yeah. were in the car and I had to tell you at the airport? Yeah, she tells me because you can't help yourself right. but to tell me. But some things you'll keep and some, some people like Ange, you know that she's going to be a little more harsh. So you kind of keep it from her for a little bit. I am pretty nice. 
about it still. I could be way she, more harsh. She's nice, but she's like me. Like, we take jabs. But when I know that somebody doesn't want to talk about it, I'll let it go. But Angela will still take a jab at you. And you'll be like, bitch, I knew I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> I think you need friends like that, though, because it's just like, it's just it's fun. a heavy, heavy subject. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's just making it like, I don't know, making you feel comfortable. Like, yo, it's not that serious. Like, no, it's not really in a bad way. It's more of a, you know, a jab and a jokey kind of way. Yes, yeah, I always would have somebody, my friends, I will always have your back too. Like, you, you do. Something, you After know, you I make fun of jab, But if, yeah, but it's still, if you need anything, if you like, yo, this didn't work out, I need to come, like, I'm going to be like, yes. Yeah, she will. And so I think that's the most important thing. But so can I trust you guys to hook me up with someone? Because you guys. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. The the per the people we got wrapped up with is the same person for each of us. Like, not the same, but you get what I'm saying? It's the same person I'm talking about, her person. It's always the same person that was kept coming back around. It wasn't, like, different guys. She you know? would be a gem for somebody, but we got we to gotta, uh, check you out first now. Have you, you ever seem broken? like you might be the one that Have question. you ever broken somebody's heart? Has, are there some broken hearts out there because of you? Keep it real. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty open. I'll tell you from the start. Like, no, I wouldn't. I can't, I'm, I'm so gentle. I'm so, I would never, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like, no, I would never do that. Break someone's heart. No. I mean, maybe not on purpose, but, you know, maybe they wanted to be in a relationship. It was just a situation ship. And then he wanted to take it further and you were like, nah, chill, B. I wouldn't be that harsh. I would definitely tell you from, from the start if I, if I'm, if my head is even there and not like, cause I'm so into music. I just got signed. Like I wouldn't even like, you would have to really, really get to my heart for me to even make room for that. Hmm. How do you break things off with someone? <clears throat> I've, I've never been, I, I've always, they've always broken up with me. Tiwa, are you a little crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all roads It's just us. I promise you, I'm really, I'm really not. I'm, you know what? I'm so, <laughs> I'm so easy. Like my friends tell me that that's why people take advantage of me because I'm nice. so like, I'm so like, if I would rather you tell me you cheated and we work, work at it. And even if I find out it, it's like, I would ha- I don't think I've ever had a situation where I'm shouting like, you motherfucker, I'm break. Like, I've never had that situation. You I've ain't never, never been in love then. No, I'm joking. No. That's not true. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I literally would just hurt myself and walk away and just, I don't know. And I'll still be the dumb one calling and be like, oh, I saw you just got engaged. Your wife is so beautiful. Like, I'm Oh, my God. Like, Can I cook her dinner? I got you a gift. What's the registry? <laughs> You're too damn nice. Yeah, we got to toughen that up. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. Have you ever stalked somebody or popped up unannounced? Once. We knew you was crazy. We said, yeah, like, no, no, I'm joking. Lay it out for us. What happened? I, 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 like, it literally, like, this person was literally taking the piss. Like, I, I was the most considerate person, and something happened. I was calling, like, back to back to back. Like, and I was sick as well. I was ill, and I was just like, yo, like, calling back to back. And he just, like, maybe 50 calls. And I knew exactly where he was. So I just got in the car and I was just like driving there, like just angry, speeding. And when I got there, he had just left with the girl. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. 
So I missed that situation. But God knows I probably wouldn't have done anything anyway if I could. He just would have looked at them like, <laughs> okay, I knew it. Now, did, did you talk to him when he called you the next day? Hi, my name is Tiwa. I, so beautiful. I, <laughs> I ignored him for two days and then I picked up the call. On the phone. Uh, Tiwa, your, your name is Savage. We got to live up to that. I know. Name. This is not adding up. Uh, this is crazy. <laughs> oh my god i shouldn't put this out there like no that. i think it's hilarious and sometimes you gotta <laughs> pop up no yeah you gotta let them know but you wasn't do you was popping up for nothing though that's the only bad thing like, <laughs> you didn't even have a water balloon or nothing you had to, like, successful <laughs> pop up yeah, I need like, to have friends. I need to have friends that just be like riding with me. Like you know, I need, I need, to, I need to get, I need to get those. Yeah, we so, gotta have to figure this out. <laughs> what are some other things on the album that we can expect? Some, some other themes. So um, I have a record with Sam Smith um, called oh, Temptation. I know it's oh my goodness, he was incredible on it. He was the only person I could hear on the record, and I was so blessed that he you know, agreed to it and, and did it. I have a record with Steph London and Dice. I have a record with David O. And um, I have I have a song, um, like I said, called Us. And it's basically the first time I'm really, really addressing um, the situation um, about my divorce. And I also have, a, I also have another record called um, Celia's Song. And it's basically a prayer song. Um, about sometimes when you just feel like giving up, you really don't feel like getting out of the bed and you don't know what else you can do. You feel like life has knocked you down and it keeps knocking you down. Um, it's just one of those records where you're just looking to God and you're just like, what else can I do? Because I'm at the lowest low. So, Wow. You know, and I'm used to you having like really love, happy, like, you yeah. know, yeah. in your music. Yeah. So this is different. It is. I just feel like I've grown and I just feel like, uh, you know, I do have a lot of love, love songs, but I feel like as an artist, we are, we're responsible to talk on things that, <clears throat> or to be a voice to the voiceless. And I feel like I, I'm at that point where I just want to be real. Like I, I've been through some stuff and I, I used other people's music to get me through certain situations and I want to be able to do that for somebody else. Have you forgiven your ex-husband? Oh, yes. Like, I, I have to take responsibility. In the song, there's a line that says, um, I wasn't enough, you weren't enough, even my even our mother's prayers wasn't enough mm. um, to help this. And it, it says, even Jamil um, couldn't keep us together. Um, so it's not a situation where I'm blaming him um, or blaming myself. It's just one of those things where both of us couldn't save it. So... Um, yeah, I definitely, and it's in my best interest for him to be happy and for him, because I want, I want my son to not just look up to me. I want him to look up to both of us. You know, I think a lot of times women get that, women get that wrong and they feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're really thinking about your child and you want your child to grow up, like, you know, just being balanced, he needs to have both parents just doing good. So I pray for him. I really pray for, for my ex-husband. I pray for him all the time. Yeah, definitely but, special and different. Because I, you know, half the things you saying, I ain't never hearing nobody talk like that. But how, what about him? Does he date other women? And how does that play a part when it comes to your son being involved? So we don't really have that conversation anymore. Um, 
but um, he he is involved in my son's life. They they um, they're so close. They Skype and FaceTime all the time, and um, yeah, he's 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 good. He's good to my son. So. Uh, well, I I think that's great. Did it take a while to get to this point? Because I'm sure you weren't like that at first. You know, no. we're talking about how great and mature, but it does take some time right. with emotions. Yeah. I went through a time where I really was angry at him. Then I went through a time where I was angry at myself. I went through a time when my confidence was like, oh my God, like I was just saying, maybe if I was a little lighter, maybe if I had more hips, maybe this, maybe if I was this, maybe like I was literally just blaming myself. And I was like, and then I just went through a, mo- a period where I was just numb. I just, I just thought to myself, I never want to be in a relationship. I never, I just want to be with me and my son. I never want to like just go through this pain because it was. There's a difference when you break up with someone, and there's a difference when you break up with someone in the public eye. Like it's, right. I, can't, I can't even explain. Just so many people were having an opinion about what what happened, and nobody really knowing. So. I was in my room for months where I, I would cry every night. Like I would, I was just like, how did I, how did I mess this up? And I felt also guilty for my son. Cause I was just like, man, like I didn't want him to grow up like this. Like sometimes mm-hmm. when I go to school and like, they do like Christmas plays and I'm like the only parent there. Or, and I see how he'll be looking at other people with their mom and dad. And I was just blaming myself for that too. But I definitely am at a stage where I accept what happened. I accept responsibility for what I did. And I just know that at the end of the day, God God has all of us. And that's the only thing I can hold on to. How did you snap out of that love <clears throat> point? It wasn't overnight, you know. It was, I can't tell you when it happened, but I do remember that it took a long time. Like, a long time where it, the pain was like overwhelming <laughs> and it was just I don't know I think I just I just consumed my mind with music and just and work and like family and my son so it's like you know like when you're climbing a mountain like like you just get to the top and you look down and you're like yo how did I get up here like I, I honestly can't tell you when that moment was when I'm like oh this is the day when I woke up and it was all gone like I just, I just know that now I'm at a better place, but I, I don't really know the exact time when I was just like, oh, the, the pain has gone. So the album was therapeutic for you, I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not just because of that, just the struggles of being a woman, just, 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 just trying to put out something successful mm-hmm. from an African Afrobeat female. Because, I mean, you're, you're a fan of the genre and there's not that many of us that get that much hype. And it's just, it's just sad. Like, it's really sad. Yeah, no, and I'm, that's why I was excited when they said, oh, do you all want to? I said, I said, yes, absolutely. And really, like, the first time I really knew about you was at Made in America. And that performance was what made me be like, amazing. okay, let me, yeah, dip some more into this and do my research. And then just to see all the doors you broke. And like I said, I love a story, right? And I know that that is your life, but it's relatable to me. Like for so many women who are going through things to see you go through it, come through on the other side and prosper and then be able to express yourself and be honest about it. I think those things are really important. That's what we look for in artists, just real life people, just like us, you know? So I know it sucks like to feel like you had to go through some shit, but I think 
I think we all go through so much shit and to see somebody that we look at and we're like, yo, she's so dope. She's got, you know, a hundred million followers and she's on the cover of this magazine, sold out these shows, got her Grammys, all of those things, but she still has real life issues right. just like us. That makes us listen to the music and feel it that much more. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like even though like, you know, I'm African and <clears throat> I still feel like as women, we all go through the same thing. And when I when they told me that I was going to be on the show, I was so nervous because mm-hmm. I just heard that congratulations by the way. Um on the whole of that that's amazing. So for me I was just like, <laughs> Yo, do you want to interview me? And, my, and they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what am I going to say? So, and being that you guys are women, I was so comfortable because I knew that you guys would understand a lot of my journey. And I, I felt open and I felt free that, you know, they, they said, would I be comfortable talking about certain things? And I said, definitely, because I've been I've been a fan, obviously. Um, so, yeah. This is always a safe space. And no judgment. <laughs> right. And we are always appreciative of those who come through and open up and really share with us and not just make it a robotic interview. And it's more organic when, you know, you really feel the freedom to be able to express yourself. Absolutely. We still got to get you on Breakfast Club, though. You know that you got to get that. That I'm going to be sweating. That's nice. I know. (laughs) I know that's like crazy. I'm going to be looking at you like, oh my God, be nice to me. (laughs) No, but listen, I think it's important because just as a, and I don't even know like what genre necessarily to put your music in. You just make amazing music. Mm -hmm. Really good. We do our part and let it, and I know, you know, millions of people obviously know who you are and know about you, but I want to make sure here more people are, are put onto it. So. No, I listen, I'm a new artist. Like I can't, I'm definitely, that's that's a new market for me. I'm not even gonna lie. It's, it's definitely a new, a new market, and it's exciting for for me to e- even start on such a platform like this. Like it's a new market, definitely. All right. Well, Celia, is that on the 28th? Is that correct? 28th. Yes, August 28th. Woo! I know you're excited. We're excited too. <laughs> Have you guys been to Nigeria or Africa? I want. I want to. I've been to Johannesburg. Joe Berg essay is amazing. I've I've only been to Morocco and I stayed for like one day. (laughs) I know we were like stopping there. So it was just, I want to go so bad though. I've been telling ye, ye know. That's going to be it. Listen, y'all not having us right now because our president is handling coronavirus very well and we don't want (laughs) to, nobody wants us. But as soon as we're allowed to come, we out there. I always have wanted to go to Lagos. has a private jet, so I'm going to send them over and then see if you guys are free. Uh, We ready today. Okay, (laughs) we're here. We My bag's packed, y'all bag's packed. I'm like, I don't need a bag. <laughs> yeah, fuck a bag. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> no, but listen, I seriously, when, and I know Nigeria, Lagos is way different than Johannesburg, but I had so much fun. When I when I tell you, I can see why people will be like, I'm just moving here. I'm out. Like, Yeah, and I heard the guys, which I don't understand why you said I heard the guys is fine. Yeah. They still. <laughs> African men are definitely special. I love them, like, definitely. <laughs> You know what I wanted to ask you? Because you worked with Beyonce, and um, I got into it on uh, one of Jasmine Brand's posts, and it was with the girl No Name, and she was basically talking about Beyonce's movie, Black is King. And uh, she was basically saying, like, this is 
what was she saying? This is capitalism and this is that and the third. Now, as being an African woman, do you look at stuff like that and be like, oh, this isn't a good representation? Because it, it was a little confusing to me why people were kind of attacking Beyonce. But I figured maybe because, you know, I'm not African. So maybe there's something that I don't know about that, you know, you would feel offended by. So so what you're, you're saying that she was appropriating the culture? Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and as an American or just me in general being a Beyonce fan, I actually thought that she was celebrating the culture. Right, same. I see that they were in Africa and that it was so many African people, you know, the whole cast basically besides the celebrities were African. And I'm like, yes, you know, we need this. We, right. we need to. Now I want to go. Yeah, like, that's how, you know. For her to say that, I was shocked and appalled. Like, oh, I was shocked too. Well, I am shocked. And to to be honest, like, it's that's crazy because how can you... How can you say an African-American woman is appropriating African culture? Like, you can't steal what's yours. That's what I thought, That's too. It. Like, right. you can't. She's, we're, we're all originally African, so she's, you can't really say that she's appropriating African culture because she is originally, her bloodline is originally African, mm-hmm. and she was celebrating the culture. Um, like That's you said, she a lot of artists, a lot of creatives um, on Black is King. I don't think anybody that watched that would not feel some kind of great emotion or just me just being proud to be African or of African descent if you're not African. So I I personally didn't feel that. Um, I think it was iconic what she did. It was great. She didn't have to do it um, and she did it. Um, and again, I, I honestly stand by my words. I don't really think you can still what's yours? We are all African, so. You think you could be with a man, like, get married again if he wasn't African? (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to figure out who we're going to send your way. I love, I love, I love black men, so, uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to be African, but I need that. You need yeah. to be black, though, child. I'm with you. I'm too light-skinned for a white guy or anything like that. We just going to have clear kids, and I need my kids to have some color. Clear kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really waiting on you to hook me up with someone, you know. You pick up Jake. I thought I was yeah. angel again. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I know he has someone that is in the back of my mind, but the only reason why I don't want to do it is because he is a basketball player and I wouldn't trust him to be like faithful to you, <laughs> but he would be oh, a good man. Mind, would you mind somebody younger? Or you want somebody older? Does it matter? I don't, I don't mind age. Like age is like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm, I wouldn't date a 16 year old. But hopefully not. That would be illegal. <laughs> but what's, what's like the, what's the lowest you, you could have a play date, date like with many? your son? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just. I mean, it just depends on his maturity. Like right. how mature he is. I don't really look at the age. You look so young. I feel like you could date a twenty-six-year-old and just get uh, away with it. Bring it. I look young, but my bones. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, oh, your is not too big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, Tima Savage, again, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. We had a great time with you today. Yeah. And we thank you, you guys for so much. Nice. Okay.
We yes. coming to visit you, girl. Make some space for us. Yes. <laughs> Get yes. the jet. <laughs> it means a lot. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I like that hashtag. Get the jet. Get the jet. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye.